Hello, it's Ed Gamble here from the Off Menu podcast that you're currently listening to. I am on tour now. The show is called Hot Diggity Dog. Make sure you go and get yourself a ticket. I'm probably coming to a town near you if you live in the UK and Ireland. And Ireland, Dublin and Belfast. Do go to edgamble.co.uk, buy yourself a ticket, and I'll see you for an evening of Hot Diggity Dog. Hot Diggity Dog! Thank you, James. Well, hello there, and welcome to the Off Menu Podcast with me, Ed Gamble, and who's that over there? It's James Acaster, as per. You say as per, James, but we're in our separate houses, aren't we? Because we be on lockdown. Yes, yes, I I miss you very much, Ed. I know, I miss you too, man. Every day I wake up and I look at my poster I've got of you on my wall, and Mm -hmm. I think about you, and I think about chatting with you, um, and then... I cry. I've made a uh, replacement you out of cushions and vegetables. Yes, because if uh, you've never touched me before, one thing you need to know about me is uh, I'm very fluffy uh, and um, I also feel like a carrot. But not where you'd expect. Now, this episode of the Off Menu podcast uh, is a live streamed episode that we did uh, because of that bloody virus. Uh, All of us, uh, all in our separate houses, uh, and you know what the Off Menu podcast is. We're going to do a proper intro for it uh, when we play out the live-streamed episode. And who's our special guest for this bonus episode, James? It was a man named Richard Herrin. I had to Google him. Yes, uh, we both had to Google him. He is a comedian, apparently, but he's on this episode because uh, he won a fan competition Yes, uh, to be a guest. Yeah, um, which is very exciting. Um, he entered the. We had thousands of entries. Um, uh, everyone had to do their best drawing or painting of us, and Richard yeah. won. Yes, ah, oh, you looked so much like a pillowy carrot. It was unbelievable in that drawing. He absolutely nailed me. Bang to rights with that pillow carrot. Yeah. Uh, so it's a really fun episode. Obviously, it's live streamed. Uh, there might be a couple of bits of internet interference or Mm -hmm. a little bit of lag here now and again but the magician the great bonito will have done a a top job on it uh we did this for the cosmic shambles stay at home festival which is raising money for artists comedians people of that sort uh who have been hit hardest uh during this time who've lost all their money you can donate if you enjoyed this episode or indeed if you enjoyed any of our episodes go on to cosmicshambles.com forward slash stay at home well done, James. He's remembered the website. We'll we'll give you that one. That was a victory. Um, Thank you. Also, you'll know that we have a secret ingredient, James, every week. Uh, and this week, uh, we'll tell you the secret ingredient now, because during the record, we held it up as a sheet of paper so Richard Herring couldn't see. James, what is the secret ingredient? Yogurt. It's yogurt. We're really trying to catch Richard out, because he did a show called Someone Likes Yogurt. We know he likes it, so he might say it. And if he does say it, wouldn't it be funny? In a live stream to just cut him off and chuck him out the restaurant. That would be great. It would be absolutely hilarious. So, donate. Uh, hope you enjoy. This is the first ever live streamed episode of Off Menu. Tuck your napkins in and lick your lips. It's Richard Herring. Welcome to the off-menu lockdown special. Uh, This is Ed Gamble. You should know uh, me from my voice. 
But we are missing someone. Uh, you can see the magical lamp there uh, that houses the genie, James A. Caster, the genie waiter. How are we going to bring him into the lockdown live stream podcast? Well, how about everyone rubs their screen? Rub, rub the lamp there, everyone. Rub the... I can't believe some of you are actually doing it, you fucking losers. Rub the lamp. Rub... Uh, oh, oh! Oh, 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 there he is. He's knocked his own computer. <laughs> Hello, James. Oh. oh, so many years of slumber. Thank you, viewers, for rubbing my lamp and releasing me. Hello, Ed. Yeah, you're not a traditional genie, are you? In that you don't live in the lamp, you live just behind the lamp. Yeah, people don't know this about me. I live just behind and a little bit down from the lamp. Uh, but I can't say hello unless someone rubs the lamp first. Rules are rules. So you're not in prison. You're not imprisoned by the lamp, are you? You just sort of sleep near it. I'm not imprisoned by it. If anything, I I, I just keep an eye on it. It's imprisoned by me. If anything else, I keep a close <laughs> it's eye just on your that lamp, lamp, isn't it? Yeah. The only reason I popped out it wasn't magic. It was just like stop rubbing the lamp. Leave it alone. <laughs> um, James, I've written an intro because I always forget to do an intro, so I've just had to scribble this down very quickly. Oh, nice one, man. I'm proud of you. Let's hear it. Okay, here we go. Um, Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast. When the humour and chat is mixed together perfectly, it rises like an audio souffle. Very nice. But never collapses like a souffle, right? No, never does. Unless we introduce a spoon to it, which pops it, um, which is our special guest this week. And we're hoping he's not the spoon that pops the audio souffle. Before we introduce him, James, would you like to um, tell everyone what the podcast is and what, what it's about? Welcome to the Off Menu Lockdown Podcast, where we ask a special guest their favourite ever starter, main course, dessert, side dish and drink in the Dream Restaurant. This is Off Menu. Lovely. I loved, you. loved that, mate. Um, so you we good? can introduce our special guest. He's in the top... 30 podcasters in the UK. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty good, man. He's been going for a while for, he was doing, he was top 15 for a bit, but unfortunately he's been knocked down the ranks by some young upstarts. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Also very exciting. This is our very first guest ever who asked to be on it. (laughs) Multiple times. Yes. It means a lot. Multiple times. On his own podcast, has invited us both separately on his own podcast, specifically yes. to ask to be on this podcast. And what's great yes. about this is because it's a special live streamed episode, this doesn't even count. <laughs> no, it doesn't count. I think it's only us watching it. <laughs> so please welcome our special guest to the Dream Restaurant. It's Richard Herring. Richard Herring. Hello. Hello, I've done so little preparation as well, given that I wanted to be on it. I've done nothing. (laughs) I'm going to make some of them up as I go along. Perfect. So you you really want to be on the podcast, but you've never thought about what you would say on it. I I just assumed I wouldn't ever get on. So, you know, I didn't bother (laughs) (laughs) thinking about it. And now I've got to look after my kids all day. So it's, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to do any work. Do you cook for your kids, Richard? Yeah, no, I cook a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the kids are easier because it's sort of generally fish fingers. That's quite easy. But is that uh, your sig- is that your signature kid dish? That's my signature kids dish. So they're quite they're quite fussy. My son is surprisingly will have a crack at anything. So anything I'm eating, he will eat. He's been eat- he's eating licorice. He's a two year old. Uh, he's eating. He's had a go at some non alcoholic beer I was drinking. 
I haven't given him alcoholic beer yet. So he has a crack at most things. He's quite adventurous. But, yeah, the kids are quite, uh, you know, fussy, aren't they? So, um, mm. But I cook a bit. I cook, I cook quite good uh, vegetarian chilli or a meat chilli now, but I used to be vegetarian. Um, I cook, we, we started roasting a lot of vegetables and fish, me and my wife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. that's we, tonight we had I do a very good steak, and my wife said if she was on your show, she would choose the steak I cooked uh, the night before she was just about to turn vegan. <laughs> and then oh. she, did, she never liked steak until I cooked her a steak, and then she now eats steak. So it didn't well, do well for her veganism. It's good to know that your wife has prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> She's just downstairs if you want to swap. So can, yep. that's the beauty. You can just tag team if you go, this isn't working for us, Rich. I'm upset you're not really dressed as a genie. I suppose that's quite offensive to genies, though, right? So in the modern day, you would dress in modern day clothes. Yeah. I was expecting curly shoes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- those were old genies. I, I wear curly yeah. shoes sometimes, but only on Sunday <laughs> when I go to genie church. <laughs> I didn't know you went to genie church. Yes, yes. I'm a lapsed genie Christian. <laughs> who, who do you, who do genies worship at genie church? Is it like normal Christ? Robin Williams. <laughs> I mean, genies are uh, uh, from Islam, though, aren't they? So that's uh, that's where it originates. So it's, you must be ostracised for becoming a Christian. That must have been tough for you. <laughs> yes, it was very difficult. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we, used, we used to be junior Muslims, and then someone yeah. made a wish and changed us into genie Christians. We didn't want to do it. <laughs> okay. But it was some real mean person who had done a lot of study into genie law and then found yeah. a lamp and then changed our entire lifestyle. So yeah, we're all Christians now. It's pretty tough. That's, but I'm Richard's trying to you. get Richard's trying to get us in trouble with uh, with the reli- <laughs> with religious people straight away. Oh yes, he likes that. I'm just Real giving you some maker. facts, but you you know more about it than I do. You are a genie, so I, I'm yes. sorry for genie explaining for you there. That was rude of me. <laughs> yes, bit, bit offensive, but fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I know how my life is, Richard. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Thank what you are you much. wearing there, James? I'm wearing a, a, this is a jumper. Genius have just got into these. For, uh, we, for a while, we didn't really wear jumpers. And lately, it's all the craze. All the genies are wearing them. We're going around just showing them off to each other. I'm hoping some other genies <laughs> are watching this are going to be absolutely jelly at my jersey. Some jelly genies. Some jelly, jelly genies. Maybe Richard will order a jelly today for his pudding. Who's to say? No oh. spoilers, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, now you've mentioned it. That's quite a good idea. Yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot. You're, you're completely making it up. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, Richard, you've got to close your yes. eyes now because um, okay. what you'll know if you're a podcast listener out there uh, is that um, every week on the podcast, we have a secret ingredient. Um, yes. That, uh, if our guest says the secret ingredient, uh, then they get kicked out of the restaurant. And I've got to say, um, for any any episode <laughs> that we've ever done so far, I really hope this is the week we have to kick someone out of the restaurant. It will be very funny. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hold up the secret ingredient to my camera. Don't you peek, Richard, you little shit. I've got my eyes on you. There you go. Can, turn around. Can we, can we see that? Yes. You can see that. Okay, everyone can see that. Right. If Richard says this secret ingredient, he is out on his ear. We're kicking it him out of the Skype chat. There we go. Okay. And we're going to sub you in for Katie. Can I look? Can I look yes, now? that's what's going to happen. Still all sparkling water, Richard. I don't like people to choose tap water because you've got a genie who can bring you water from literally anywhere in the world. So tap water, why just go for tap water? So I was starting to try and think of unusual spring water, which then yes. made me think what I would like is the water from the Fountain of Youth in the tele- 1970s television show Big John, Little John. 
reference you are both too young to understand. But <laughs> no, that's Big Cook, Little Cook. Yeah, that's no, that's Big it. John, Little John. I, I know it. There's a Big Cook and there's a Little Cook. <laughs> it's a oh, like, like I, I know it. I know it. It's like there's a Big Howard and a Little. It's Howard. all explained in the theme tune. <laughs> Uh, which goes, Big John had a problem that you can plainly see one minute he's 40, the next he's 33. And then it goes on to explain that Big John found a fountain of youth. He drank a little drink. And then that magic potion was the thing that made him shrink. He changes into a, a eight-year-old boy uh, every week uh, in, when he's not wanting to. So I'm hoping if I drink that water, which I never do at the restaurant anyway, that I will turn into an eight-year-old. But hold on. So but, uh, he, turns, he, he turns into a little boy. How does he then turn back for next week's episode? It's just, he turns back again. It's not It's not permanent. So that is the danger. We're finding the fountain of youth. You think, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to be young forever. But what Big John discovered oh. was that he just turns into a little kid and has some adventures and then turns back again at comedically inappropriate times. And I would like that to happen to me. You don't need to, if you drink the Fountain of Youth water, then have to have some very old water. <laughs> no. <laughs> no? That would be good if he, if he had to go find the Fountain of being 40 again. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a very stagnant It was puddle. my favourite show, and during the change, it looked like one of the guys in the middle was Andy Kaufman, but I don't think it was. Right. Um, but it, you'd see him change. back. It was like Big. It was very much like Big, but before the, before its time. So it was a great show. He would change and there'd be loads of different versions of him until he gets to be an eight-year-old. Well, he would, yeah, you'd just see the, you would see the change yes. and then he would become this eight-year-old kid who didn't really look like the old man. The ones in the middle looked a bit like him. Right. And I'm trying to think what the guy was in, but I can't think what he was in. There was, he, was an, he was an actor you would recognise from sitcoms. Mm. It, was a, it was poor, but I would like to drink that. Seeing your magic, I would like to drink that as my water. That's a good choice. That's- that's fine. So, Richard, are you are you now eight for the rest of the meal? I know I will change to be eight years old, and I wish I'd brought an eight year old kid with me tonight <laughs> to then just drag out uh, and do the middle bit. But uh, at some point, I will change. If you see me doing this, I'm about to change into an eight year old. If I drink the water, but I might not drink it. I don't really drink water in restaurants, so I don't care what water I have. If you suddenly pulled out an eight year old from your attic, yeah. I think we'd have other concerns. Yes, he's in here. <laughs> comes out swigging a non-alcoholic beer or whatever it is you've been yeah. feeding them all yeah <laughs> so you're gonna have the fountain of youth water. water that big john yeah. had and you're yeah. not gonna drink it until you want to turn into an eight-year-old during the meal well it doesn't happen it doesn't happen immediately anyway so even if i did drink it it wouldn't necessarily happen you've got to know the show it's pathetic that you two guys aren't old enough to understand (laughs) i wish i could give you a fountain of understanding 1970s children's television references but i can't but i'll drink a beer instead of yeah how long how long does it take richard for the for the water to start to work I think it varied. You know, he drank it when he was in the jungle somewhere, and I think he didn't. I mean, I don't know the show quite well enough to answer your in-depth questions, uh, but I've, I'm feeling nothing happened immediately, and then just the inappropriate moments he changed. I can't see there'll be an inappropriate moment in this. So maybe it'll kick in in the side dish. Yeah, it could do. I have another question. Um, yeah. He li- did he live near the jungle, and so he can just go and get it whenever he wants? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> <laughs> no, he drank from it. He went, and I took this, so it goes, Big John found the fountain of youth. He drank, I remember this from the 1970s. This is what I remember about the show. He drank a little drink 
And that magic water is the thing that makes him shrink. Yeah, Big John, Little John. So he just drank it once, and then what it did, rather than making him young, be careful what you wish for. You as a genie should know this, because yeah. the wish will act against you. He didn't become immediately young. He found the fountain of youth, I think, by accident. And it didn't make him young. It just made him, at inappropriate moments, become a child, which no one wants. So it's his whole life is this yo-yoing in between being eight and 40. Uh, and he's yeah. got no Like control. Big, except in Big, he stayed, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, there's no, there's no, he has no control over it. So it's embarrassing for him. It's a, it's a great sitcom staple. I'm sure you, I'm, I'm amazed it hasn't come up more often. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Pretty good. Pop it up, your bread. Pop it up, your bread, okay. Richard Herring. Pop it up, your bread. Bread, please. Huh? Can I, can I have, <laughs> I would have Papa Dom's if it was an Indian meal, but I'm not having an Indian meal. But having Papa Dom's in any other meal would be slightly weird. Um, although the bread I want, is a very specific kind of bread. And my memory of this bread is different than what actually happened. I read my blog about it. I went to Tanzania uh, to meet my friend who lived out there. He was a, uh, in the foreign office. And he took me for a meal on the first night when I was jet lagged in an Ethiopian restaurant in Tanzania. I've only been to Africa once. And my memory is that the whole table was covered, that your meal arrived and it was and there were no plates and the whole table was bread. Yeah, was this flat bread, uh, Ethiopian fat bread? Uh, but having read my blog, it was a it was like a bowl. You got a bowl that you could that was made of bread. But I would like what I would like for the rest of the meal is Ethiopian flat bread. It's made out of I looked this up. It's made out of uh, a grain called um, now I'm going to have to put my glasses on to read this uh, teff. I looked it up because I couldn't believe it was real. It was lovely, yeah. and it's a great way just to eat your meat. You can just scoop up the rest of your food. So I'd like the rest of my meal on this table that is made of flat, unleavened bread from Ethiopia, please. Is it the spongy bread? It's slightly spongy, but it's very, it's very flat. But yeah, it's got little bubbles in it. Yeah. And uh, it's like a pancake, really. Yes. But so, but, it's, but it was big. It was very big. And my genuinely, I, I really feel I remember everyone just eat like a lady in the tramp kind of eating their way to the middle of the table and then it running out. But that didn't, oh, so- that didn't happen. In your in your memory, the whole table was made of bread. <laughs> the whole table was like a tablecloth of bread, which isn't what happened, but that's what I would like to happen. I would like a tablecloth yeah. on my table that goes down to the floor made of bread, and then I can just mop up anything I'm eating for the rest of the meal with this bread. How many of you were at that meal? I would say there were six of us at the No, four of us at the meal. There, were four, I mean, there might have been six of us. It's four or six, but honestly, I was so jet-lagged, I can't remember very much about it. Um, it might not have happened. In your memory, at the end of the meal, all of you ate your way to the middle and all six of you kissed each other yeah. in a big kiss. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Accidentally, like Leighton Trump, we were just yeah. sucking up the last bit and then, oh, and then we kissed. All six I of kissed you. Tony Brennan on the lips. A six-way six <laughs> kiss, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's what I'd like to happen. But I'm eating alone, presumably. Am I, the more I, am I eating with you, Ed? Is that the idea that we're... I'm no, alone. you're you're eating alone. So what would have to happen is you'd have to eat your way into the middle yeah. of the table and then just have a wank. <laughs> well, I'd definitely do that. But it's but you know I could use the bread, the hang overhanging bread. It's it would, it's very yeah. absorbent, so it would be a useful uh, way to clear up any mess. I'm not encouraging any wanking during this. This is a man who could change into a child <laughs> okay. at any moment. <laughs> I don't want any of that happening, please. It's only a problem oh. if you start wanking as in the, as you're changing and you start off on the way back up, isn't it? Please. It's fine. No, it's not okay. fine. <laughs> it's not fine, Richard. It's still you. It's still you, isn't it? The bread is called injera bread. There yes. we go. Oh, is it? Okay. 
It's been chosen Thank before. Well, it's been at least mentioned Has before it? on the podcast. Um, okay. Marcus Samuelson, I believe, mentioned it uh, and how much he loves it. I love that bread as well, Rich. There's a place in Brixton it Village awesome. called uh, Habisha Village, yeah. and they do uh, amazing injera bread, and it is just so good. It's kind of got a vinegary kind of quality to it as well. It's quite sour, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was good. It was an amazing meal, that, from what I recall. But I, all I recall is the bread tablecloth that wasn't there. Yeah. So <laughs> so that was the jet lag kicking in. Well, quite happily make the whole table out of out of that bread. I think that's it's sort of, It is bubbly. It's, it's sort of like the arrow of breads. <laughs> yes, that is fair. That is fair. I reckon, you, I reckon it'd be quite easy to make. I, th- I think it's going to be, you know, I haven't looked into the recipe, but it's got to be pancake-like. I can make pancakes. Yeah, so it can't be too. I can make a rudimentary loaf of bread now. I've started to try and cook bread. If I was going to have like uh, like the bread you get in a UK restaurant, I like those kind of when you get a warm bun and butter with lots of salt on top of it. Mm. That's what I that's what I like. But from the, you're not having that though. You're having. No, I'm not going to have it. I'm bread. having I'm having Ethiopian bread made out of whatever it is. Tiff Tiff Stevenson. Ten. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Swat is Jay. Oh no! Now you've ordered bread made out of UK comedian Tiff Stevenson. Oh no! And that has to stick, right? No, that wasn't my first wish. You can only take my first yeah. wish. Yes, that's true. Yeah, first wish yeah. done. Yeah. Well, let's move on to your starter in that case before you start eating okay. other comics. Yeah. Well, I struggle with the starter. I, do, I really, really like starters, so I like lots of starters. But I sort of feel with this show, yes, another starter you- boy. Yeah, I mean, I would, I, I would like three starters, but I can't pick one very easily. And I feel with this show, you've got, you know, you've got a genie to conjure up anything you want from any time in history. I'm not going to choose like Wagamama, the uh, calamari, which is very nice because yeah. I can go and get that any time I want. Uh, now you can't. Well, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, my complacency has <laughs> hit me in the face. What I would like as, a, as an unusual starter is a pack of kettle crisps, <laughs> salt and vinegar flavour from the 1990s, and a packet of kettle crisps. And then I know people call them chips, but I call them kettle crisps from now, so that I could compare the two and find out if they've changed or I've changed. Because I used to think they were the best crisps in the world. Yes. And I'm convinced they've changed, uh-huh. but maybe Richard. I've changed. Yeah. It's how little preparation you've done for this podcast that you're now just doing material from your own one. <laughs> but I've got the chance to answer that question. So I would like to have salt and vinegar kettle crisp from the 1990s. Yeah. And then for comparison, and I'm going to do this later again because I'm going to use time travel a lot in this. <laughs> <laughs> I would like a packet now and I would like to find out if I'm right or wrong. I think they used to be a lot more crinkly and a lot more... Uh, Ununiform, more, more baked. I think they're flat now. They're not as tasty as they used to be. I'm sure. But have I changed, or if they had, which is which is it? I was going to say, is it your fa- is it your favourite crisp or the 1990s one? Is the it ni- your favourite crisp? Well, in the 1990s, I thought it was amazing. You know, I, I love crisps, and they're not really a starter of a proper restaurant. I, I agree with this, but uh, I, I've loved all kinds of Monster Munch, everything, all the way through Frazzles, everything. Uh, salt and vinegar crisps, golden wonder was my choice as a youngster. <laughs> when I first came across kettle crisps, whenever that was, chips. it felt it felt like a kettle crisps and its trivial pursuits. When wow. they came, they came across that it was like uh, something I'd never experienced in my life before, and it was life changing. 
And I can't believe I've changed so much that that crisp is today the same one that blew my mind as what? I don't know when they came out, but I'm saying probably I ate one in probably 1992 or something like that. And it blew my crisp mind. I feel like that whole monologue that you just did there is going to be the last thing you say when you're on your deathbed and your brain starts misfiring (laughs) and just throwing out random stuff you're gonna start saying yeah oh, monster much i like salt over your crisps i like this. I, 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 what crisps do you like and then i think i like kettle chips or kettle crisps they're called kettle crisps it's not exactly i like that's gonna be the last it might be happening says. now might be happening now it might be this this might be just what's happening in my brain right now is <laughs> i'm about to die and i think i'm talking to two men and whilst the country is cut down by a virus yeah. but in fact i'm just dying and the vaguely virus remembering is in your something own brain. I talked about. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's why I'm angry, Richard. Yeah. You drew me in and said you were a starter boy. And yeah. then you, of all the starters in the world, you picked two bags of crisps, the same crisps from different times. That's yeah. not a starter, it's a snack. <laughs> I couldn't choose. I couldn't choose. I like like a Thai sharing. What do you mean you couldn't choose? I couldn't choose a starter. I love all the stars equally. And so I would So like you picked choose... none? I did. You could start with some crisps. Depends what your meal you're having. Yeah. If you're in a pub, a, no, you good can point, have a crisps to wet. No, if not you're good in point, Richard. House, you go, if you're in someone's house, they go, hey, have a, some crisps. We haven't got official starters. Yeah. Uh, have a <laughs> right. kettle crisps. Have a kettle right. crisps. Richard, I've kept Richard. a bag from 990 and I've got no. a cap <laughs> from now. Test them both and see what you think. Yeah. That has never happened that anyone has been at a dinner party at someone's house <laughs> and anyone has ever used the phrase, we don't have any official starters. Please have a bag of crisps. Look, it's a nibble with a drink before the meal. No one yeah. said we don't have official starters. <laughs> Not in this case. It well, that was... seems like a pretty good starter to me. <laughs> I thought I think it'd be nice. Just a few yeah. crisps, just a, mm. you're the one, you're offering me poppadoms and, or bread. Poppadoms, just a big crisp. Yeah. Yeah, not as a starter, though. You could have picked well, the crisps. Instead would, of poppadoms or bread, I, I was going to have poppadoms as my start. That was my. I was going to have bread as for pop bread or poppadoms, <laughs> and then poppadoms as my start. That was my other choice. Yeah, because I like poppadoms, but uh, I nice. would choose bread between the two, so I could have both. Have poppadoms changed since the nineties, Richard? Poppadoms, yeah, they got they they have got better since the nineties. So that's what they're, they're more. The poppadom scientists and chefs have worked hard and perfected it. That's why it's unusual for something to get worse, isn't it? Yes. And I don't look back. And they've started putting little spicy bits in some of them and little seeds in some of them. They never did that when I was a youngster in Cheddar <laughs> with all the Indian restaurants we had. There. Um, so, you know, yeah, most things improve. That's why the Kettle Crisp mystery, I think, is worth foregoing Shit. Shit. any starter. Though. There's no starter I care enough about in the world. But to... Also, you've got the Fountain of Youth water on the table. So yeah. you, you're you're yeah. comparing these two crisps from different eras, and at any point you could change into a little boy, and then Shit. you could find out if your palate was different. Then it's kind of the ultimate test, to be fair. Well, I suppose the danger is I change just as I'm eating the crisp, and then I'm impressed by the crisp because I'm young again. Yeah, and then I don't know whether it actually is better or not because the stupid young me is going, "This is the best crisp I've ever had." Yeah, the eight-year-old me would fucking he would love that. He would love that. That's true. Kettle crisps. He would love it. <laughs> and trivial. Little... trivial are you gonna? Are you gonna dip? Are you gonna dip them in anything? Um, <laughs> they're all right with a bit of hummus, but that, if you do that, I won't know. Yeah. What what the taste is? Well, like, if I put hummus in, you go, oh, that tastes of hummus. That's nice. Excellent point. But no, yeah. I just would like. Oh, nice. yeah. I thought no, this we, is my. We wouldn't want this to taste restaurant. nice, Richard. 
I, it's an experiment. It's my dream restaurant. Yes. If I went to Heston Blumenthal's thing, he'd squirt some air into my mouth that changed into liquid as it hit the back of your throat or something. And you go, oh, that's not starter. I'm having a solid bit of crit, a solid thing made out of potato. Yeah. Beautiful salt and vinegar. Is that what happened to you when you went to Heston Blumenthal's restaurant? <laughs> you said, shut, shut, shut your eyes and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to shoot something into your mouth. It's a gas, but it'll become liquid on <laughs> the back of your throat. Main course. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure if this is allowed, but again, what this isn't a meal I've ever had. Yeah. But what I hate is when people go on Desert Island Discs and choose their eight favourite records. That's not what Desert Island Discs is about. You should choose your eight records that would best help you survive on a desert island, okay? That is what I believe. Yeah. So probably the first one should be a record of someone just saying how to survive on a desert island, uh-huh. a record of someone saying how you build a raft, and they set it to music or felt. It's not about choosing your eight. It would be called What Are Your Eight Favourite Records, wouldn't it? If, it yes. if that's what it was about. Yeah. So why do people go on and go, oh, my favourite record is the Beatles? No, mate. You're, what would record would you take to a desert island with you? So I'm not choosing anything I've ever eaten. My main course, I would like to, I thought I'd like to go back to medieval times and eat what, like King Henry VIII ate. Uh-huh. Like a, and eat a proper medieval meal. Because I've yes. got a genie who can go through time and yeah. bring me what I want. But then what I thought is what I want for my main course is four and 20 blackbirds baked in a pie. Oh, my but God. The, the pie, the, but vegans, it's okay. The blackbirds survive the experience, and when you open the pie, they begin to sing. That's what I would like. Just just before everyone starts logging off, we should probably quickly yeah. say why we're doing this. Uh, yeah, is we're doing this for the Stay at Home Festival. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And this is to raise money for performers and people in the arts who've had their livelihoods destroyed by what's going on at yes. the moment. There should be yes. a link. There should be a link on the on the video of how to chuck in a tip. Uh, how to you donate. Should. It's not going to. It's not going to us uh, because look, we're doing great. We're sat in our rooms listening to Richard Herring give one of the worst menus I've ever heard an off menu. <laughs> um, so, so donate now. We're we'll occasionally chip in and say donate, uh, but if you're enjoying it, why not throw some money in? And now back okay. to Richard's main course, which was <laughs> four and twenty blackbirds baked in a pie, alive, baked in a pie. You open the pie, the birds aren't dead, and they begin to sing. I want that. I want the blackbirds trained to survive being in an oven. Yeah. And then not be upset by the experience. Yeah. So they're happy with it. Okay. They've chosen this life. And then when they're cut open, they avoid the knife, and they are so happy that they sing. So, okay, I've got so many questions. Yeah. When you, so you cut the pie open, the, do they yeah. fly out? Well, I mean, they don't in the nursery rhyme, do they? But... In the thing it's based on, I looked this one up, uh, and there is a medieval recipe for to make a pie that the birds may be alive in and then fly out. So I would, right. I, they could fly out, and you do that by uh, creating a false bottom in the pie, which is full of flour, and then you cut the bottom out, and then there's room for the birds to go inside. I don't think you then cook it, and then you open it, and it's a nice surprise for your guests. It's not exactly what I want because I want them to sing, not fly. What will they sing? Well, they're just sing. I mean, they're not going to. I mean, <laughs> they'll probably just sing a blackbird song. I'm not going to go to the extent of training the blackbirds to oh, no. sing a popular song. A blackbird song? No. Well, they could sing. <laughs> they could sing. They could sing "Blackbird" by the Beatles if you want. 
But no, I think I think they should just chirrup as a blackbird would. I can't but believe happily. you're you're annoyed by the question. What would the blackbirds sing? As if that's insane. They would sing. They would just sing. Then blackbirds can just. They're not mimics. They can't sing popular hits. Richard, uh, this, we're in the this we're in the real world impossible. here. The whole dish is impossible. Right. And you've asked me with my genie powers to make it possible, and I can, so I can also yeah. get them to sing whatever you like. Okay, I'd like them to sing um, uh, Dick de Lieber by Schubert, or Schubert, I forget which one it is, the entire uh, German song cycle of Dick de Lieber. Dick de Lieber? Are you happy now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Because I used to sing that when I was a young man. It would remind me of that. Uh, I'd choose that for Dares Island Disc because it's a really long record. It's quite boring. So- That's what I want. If you're not eating the blackbirds because they're surviving and singing to you, is yeah. your main course essentially a pie crust <laughs> with some with some bird shit in it? <laughs> I'm guessing. I'm guessing the birds are going to shit. Uh, I don't think I'd eat it, which is why my side dish is quite important. So you're not going to eat your main course? No, no. I just want that. That's what I want to be. I told no, you what no. I wanted in my podcast, which was the lobster I had when I had a terrible experience in the Barbados and. My testicles swelled up. I'm not going to go through that story again. No. I went went on holiday with a woman who got engaged to someone else the day before we went on holiday. Uh, We're not going through that story again. No, don't but that's what me. I would have if I was going to eat it. But I want just a spe- I want a spectacle to go with my side dish, which is a quite hefty side dish. Yeah. Oh, I I, I imagine your side dish is bananas in pajamas or some shit. <laughs> You've got a, why would I not have a genie and not do something amazing? Why get absolutely <laughs> Nando's. You know, get Nando's second hottest sauce with some half a chicken. I can go and get that when the when the war's over. I get it. I get it. I think it's nice to have okay. some fictitious answers for once. Um, here's what I want to know okay. though: you open the pie, yep. and they all begin to sing. Yeah, because this is visual, and normally we don't have a like a visual one. Would you be able to just like <laughs> show us how you would react to it while they're singing to you? I would. Be, I'd be eating my side dish. Yeah, that'd be a bit like the. No, I'm just going. That's... <laughs> I've been mildly impressed by it. Mildly. But, you know, I've heard the nursery. Yeah, I'm not going to be that impressed. Those poor blackbirds, they get baked <laughs> in a pie and basically yeah. you have to sit in a sauna for an hour and a half or whatever it yeah. is. And they finally fly out to do their song and all they get is 90s comedian Rich Herring going... <laughs> reflecting, Fine. just reflecting in his mind on the experiment he did a minute ago with kettle crisps. <laughs> I think it was. Because the whole point of the sort of the big revelation when they used to do that was it was to surprise the guests. You've <laughs> made this and then it's not it's gonna not gonna surprise you at all, is it? No. I'm just good looking <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look at it, I'm gonna say the blackbirds to be honest that wasn't as good as I expected. How about this though? What if yeah. by then you've turned into an eight year old, yeah. you've forgotten that you've ordered that, <laughs> and when that happens, your eight year old self doesn't remember it. Can you show us what that would look like? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be... <laughs> <laughs> how did the blackbird survive the oven? That's good. That's how, how would you feel about this, Richard? What if the blackbirds yeah. sing, fly out, they have yeah. some of the youth water, and then they turn into little hatchlings and eggs in front of you? <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be good. It would be good if they become eggs. They're flying, and then they become an egg, and then they, it would be, they'd splat on the ground and die be spectacular i want that to happen and then okay. what face would you make then <laughs> <laughs> with that 
I can't wait to release this as an audio episode. <laughs> it's four and twenty, not twenty-four. I want four and twenty, not twenty-four. Okay, That's good, very good important. To know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else in the pie that you could maybe use to give it the crust some flavour? Is it like a <laughs> is it a pork pie? Maybe. No, it's a, a blackbird pie, nothing in it, and I'll be using the bread tablecloth to scoop up the pastry and then eating a sort of sandwich with crust in the middle of it, like old-fashioned crust as well, which I imagine is really thick. Yeah. So like, you're going you're gonna to have a dry Ethiopian bread pie crust yeah. sandwich. Yeah, that's what I'm going to have. But I've got a side dish which will sort everything out. My side dish is a jacket potato, but it's a very specific one. It's oh, the jacket no. potato that I used to, that I would love to get. I want to taste this again. Why? I don't want to taste something that I can taste now. I want to taste something that is lost and I can't get back. When I was in my last year at university, uh, I was vegetarian and we'd get drunk and everyone would have kebabs. And I couldn't have kebabs because I was vegetarian. Uh, the blackbird pie is vegetarian. We, the blackbirds are fine. Uh, and uh, we'd walk down the high street, and there was one van there that sold baked potatoes, and what I would have is a jacket potato with coleslaw and hot chilli sauce, and I'd get that, and I'd take it home and eat it in my room on my own at 2 o'clock in the morning, and it was the most delicious thing I've ever eaten. I think there might have been something else in there as well, but I can't remember, but it was coleslaw (laughs) and chilli sauce and maybe some garlic mayonnaise or something like that. There was... There was another ingredient. It sounds like the wettest food I could possibly imagine. <laughs> That's okay. It was so delicious, I can't tell you. Everything else has been pretty dry so far, to be fair. He's had injera bread <laughs> <That's> with nothing, <laughs> crisps, pie crust. So far, the meal is just dry what? bread, dry crisps and dry pie crust. And now, finally, yeah. we have this sludgy jacket potato that is, has... I mean, yeah. how creamy is the coleslaw? Well, I can't. Re- I can't. Re- All I remember is it tasted. I just it was the most amazing thing I've ever tasted. And I would like to taste it again now to check whether I've changed or it has changed. Yeah, I don't think it's there anymore. It came in a polystyrene thing. I want it in a pot. I don't want it on a plate. I want it in a polystyrene like eggshell cup thing that opens up. Yeah, uh, and it would all melt. Maybe there was some cheese in there. It would all just over the on the journey home. It would all coagulate into an awful mush. And that mush was just the most delicious thing I've ever had. And it was one place, one time. Uh, I did have it a few times, but, you know, I, you can't get that back. And only you, James Acaster, can recreate that for me Richard, and let me know Rich- what was in it. Yeah. Richard, here's, here's how you can get that back. You can literally yeah. <laughs> make what you just said. It is the <laughs> easiest possible thing to make. It's a jacket potato with coleslaw chili sauce. And there's so many types of coleslaw. There's so many ways to make coleslaw. There's so many ways there are. There's so many make chili sauce. And I could try and I would never recreate what that was. That and it was the gestation period of the walk home. It was probably a 25 minute walk home. Fine, you know that, so do that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what was in it. I can't remember exactly what was in it. I want to find out what was in it. Have you ever tried? No, because I don't know what was in it. I would just want to re. I want to taste again that amazing thing. What was the establishment called? If I'm going to get you this, um, it was a van, and there was a man in it, and he sold jacket potatoes. It was outside. I'd like to say <laughs> it's near Teddy Hall. It wasn't quite outside Teddy Hall in Oxford. It was just up the road from Teddy Hall. Maybe is that Queen's College? I don't even know what the names of the colleges are. It was outside there. Um, 
it was you know it was a happier and simpler time where a jacket potato would make you delighted. Yeah, and that would be that's I would eat that as the Teddy birds. Hall. Teddy Hall. It's an Edmund Hall. Ted, uh, Teddy Hall sounds like something you made up when you were eight. <laughs> Is this is this because you're changing now? Is the change starting to kick in? So you're saying things like Teddy Hall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Now I'm going to say I'm going to say something controversial. Now it might yeah. be controversial. I hate jacket potatoes. Okay, they're so boring. Not when you put coleslaw and chili sauce in them. They're no. like my friend. They're a vehicle for something else. Just have co- just have some coleslaw and chili sauce, and then you get the potato. The potato is really boring. It's like a big boring rock. Not when it's well cooked, and you know you need a very crispy. I love a crispy, uh, slightly overcooked jacket potato. Where the, the you know it's like eating a giant crisp. <laughs> oh fuck it out! Here we go. <laughs> you get rid of all. The, you get rid of all the inside, and then you've just got the crisp on the outside. And then you can Honestly, eat that. Yeah. Thank fuck you didn't pick poppadoms. Your mouth would have been shreds by now. I like jacket potato. I think it's nice. I, I, yeah, like, thanks, I, I don't like this argument a lot of people have for a lot of foods where they go, it's just a vehicle for other stuff. All food, really. It is. All food is like you have to, for most meals, you have to combine all the stuff. You don't eat everything as its own individual little ingredients. They have to combine with stuff to enhance each other's flavours and bring stuff out. Yeah, but that's not what the jacket potato is doing. The jacket potato is not enhancing the flavour of anything. It's just like a big, hot, edible plate. But it's getting enhanced. Like you put the other stuff in there and the jacket potato starts to come to life. Also, I like mashing up all the stuff in the jacket potato yeah. In it, having the skin there, and then putting a big load of butter in the skin, and then just oh, putting the skin and the butter in my yeah. mouth and eating that. I like that too. Yes, you've got to cook them. You've got to cook them. They've got to be hard. They can't be greasy, like you know, thin, papery on the outside. They've got to be burnt. Yeah. So it's hard crust, like a like Brian Bless's foot. It's basically got to be. That's what you. That's what you've got to be eating. Like the skin on the bottom. Why don't you just put loads of coleslaw in a glove? <laughs> because you can't eat a glove and the potato is delicious if there's a right amount of salt butter all those things in there you've got to have a little bit of that mixed up mm, honestly nice. i've never never had anything as good again my life is <laughs> net when i was 21 that was as good as my life got i'm 52 now still yeah, waiting I'll- for that baked potato yeah, I think the narrative of a lot of your shows I've seen has been my life's <laughs> never been as good as it was then. <laughs> what, yeah, what, 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 what we all sit there going, I don't know, this seems pretty good, Richard. No, this is shit. <laughs> I this. Well, I think that's a nice side dish, and we haven't had jacket potato Thank on you. it before. Um, because yeah. you don't know the specific name of this place, though, I think we should have to put all the ingredients you mentioned in the jacket potato. So the coleslaw okay. and the hot sauce, but also the garlic mayonnaise and did you say cheese? Yeah. You said cheese at one point. There might be some cheese. There was butter. There would have been butter in there, I'm sure. Yeah. So all those things. I think I, you know, I think I think it was like it was that. It's difficult, isn't it? Because you're drunk when you get the order this stuff, but and and it, also nearly everywhere you go, they squirt like garlicky mayonnaise and all those different things. But I think there was garlic mayonnaise and chili sauce in it. I think that was yeah. quite, those are the important ingredients. Okay. I could do without the coleslaw, to be honest, if, if that was even in it. And do you want it in the box? Polystyrene, yellow polystyrene. I don't even like polystyrene. Yeah. That's one of my uh, fears is fractured polystyrene, but I want it in polystyrene. So I'm frightened of it. I don't like the sound that polystyrene makes. It don't look surprised at me. No, I'm not, I, I, I agree with you about the polystyrene. <laughs> But then yeah. it's your dream meal. Why are you wrapping yeah. your main cork in a fear? 
that's when it came in. And so you just got to open it carefully oh. and then and, and use the knife and fork carefully on it if that's how you're choosing to eat it. Oh, yeah, I'd like a fillet steak, please, but I'd like a clown to spit <laughs> it into my mouth. <laughs> I like a little danger. I like a little jeopardy in my meals, Ed. What can I say? My brother kept one of those boxes in his car for months because um, he loved the smell of it because it reminded him of a good burger he had called the Triple Burger. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> He'd he, oh, driven me to a gig that went really badly. I was an open spot, and he drove me to this gig in Mansfield, and I went on it, went awfully, but in the interval, he went out, and there was this burger van, and he got a triple burger, which was literally one burger bun with three burgers in between, and that was it. That was all it was, and he loved it, and then he ate it in his car, and when we went home, the thing was still in the back, and then weeks later, I got in the car, I was like, a triple burger box still there? He went, it still smells like the triple burger. And he kept it in there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a little memento. It's like a Mr. Ben memento. Mm. Sorry, another 70s TV re- children's reference. But you've got something there to remind you of what went by. If you just have a plate, it gets washed up, doesn't it? But if you have yeah. a polystyrene thing, you can leave that in the footwell of your car yeah. or just in, under your bed. You always remember the lovely meal you had. Sad end to the story, though. He, he left. He, he had to, his car, it, it failed its MOT or something, and he had to just leave it at the garage, and he forgot the triple burger box. And he only realised when he got home and was like, oh, no, I left the triple burger box in there. Can we rewind quickly, Richard? Because you talked up this jack of potato, and then what sort yeah. of went under the radar just then is you went, I can take or leave the coleslaw. I don't even know if it was in it. <laughs> I can't remember what was in it. I just remember it was not. I was drunk. I just want to see, I want to just be 21 again. Just make me 21 again. <laughs> no, you see to... this whole thing. I want to be the bit, I want to travel towards Big 8, but stop it at 21 and be 21 and relive everything that's happened since then. Can you do that with the Fountain of Youth water or do you do you have to sort of make yourself <laughs> sick as you approach 21? I reckon you could. He never thought of that. That would be... <laughs> <laughs> just spit a bit of it out. Yeah, have it keep some in your cheek, and then as you're slowing down, it's like the time machine. The film where he's just trying to the girls in the window, the shop dummy, just <laughs> just precisely stopping where you want to stop. I want to stop outside that kebab van. Your favourite yeah. drink, your dream drink. Before you do that, I'm just quick, quick shout out again. Uh, yeah. chuck some donations into the stay at home festival uh, cosmic shambles network there should be a link there i think you can give like a quid you can give two quid you can give upwards of that 10 grand whatever you've got if you if, if you can give 10 grand if you've got that and you want to give it look if you can afford to give something give something because it's a good cause and we're having a laugh that's <laughs> nice yeah <laughs> give some money yeah come on richard you're What's really good at getting people to give money do you're I am way usually better good, than us Hey, yeah. come on, guys. Look, if you've got some money, if you haven't got any money, like, enjoy this rubbish for free. If you have True. got some money, put some money in. If you're working, if you've got some money saved up, help people out. Come on, guys. Yeah. We've got to get through this together. Sorry. Ca- carry on with the meal now. My drink. I think what I would like, the thing that my favourite drink is the beer you have on holiday, the local beer that you have on whatever holiday you're on that you yeah. drink when you're on holiday. But then when you come home and drink it, it's not as good. Yeah. I would like to have the local beer that I drink on holiday, but be able to drink it here. And it is as good in this restaurant. Great. That's what I would like. I think we can all get on board with that, Ed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally on board with that. That is a great observation and a great answer. Thank you very much. At last, we've got there. Uh, the first time, but the first time this happened, I did drink this beer for a long time, which was the, the 
Czech Budweiser Budvar. I went to Czechoslovakia in about 1994 when it was like, you know, 50p for two pints of this stuff. So I got heavily into it. It was never as good when you weren't on holiday with a girl that you were in love with <laughs> uh, as when you got home. But so, yeah, but you, every time you go to like, uh, and Budvar's quite a good beer, so I would still drink that. But whenever you go to like a, uh, a beach resort, there's always some lovely, amazing beer, and then you track it down, and then it's just, it's not the same as it. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a tough thing. It'd be nice if you could somehow hold on to the magic of that, of the holiday beer. Mm. And that's, and no beer that I think I've had not on holidays as good as a holiday beer. Why? Yeah, I would, I would, I would like to experience a beer like that that tastes as good as a holiday beer. Um, like I drink a Peroni on holiday. I'm drinking a Peroni now, yeah. and it's not that nice. It's pretty horrible. But in Italy, the Peroni is really nice. Yeah. Um, so it's just capturing that thing. And it's weird, that because you would think on holiday you don't need to drink alcohol because you're relaxing anyway. But maybe it's something to do with that. Maybe it's to do with the level of relaxation means that you could enjoy it. Maybe it's just falsely thinking that if you're drinking something <laughs> and it's sourced locally, it's better. I don't, maybe, it's, they, maybe they'd send the bad stuff out mm. uh, as export. Who knows? It's just guilt-free, right? On holiday, you know, oh, I'm on yeah. my holiday, it's fine. And so you can just enjoy whatever, you know, uh, fatty foods, desserts, drinks. Just do whatever you like. It's fine. I'm not exercising, but it doesn't matter. I'm on my holiday. Here, in the real world, everything you put in your mouth, you're like, oh, I hate myself. I'm like, oh, I really need to sort my life out. What am I doing? It, drinking a beer in my goddamn living room. Oh, God, Jesus Christ. James, <laughs> if, if you feel like that, when you put some fatty food or have a beer, you must feel like that almost 24 hours a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why else do you think I'm a stand-up how comedian, much, my man? <laughs> how, much are you, how much are you drinking during this lockdown, James? Are you, are you, are you drinking every night? Uh, no, I for the first, until lockdown was announced, I didn't have anything. So I was like about a week and a half in self-isolation and wasn't drinking. Lockdown was announced. I was like, right. cheers. Uh, I had one. I probably had a drink a night since then. Last night, I didn't have anything. Tonight, I wasn't going to have anything. But as soon as you said that holiday beer anecdote, I thought to myself, I'm definitely yeah. having something after this. Same here. Are you locked down on your on your own, James? Are you, no. Is there anyone in the... No, no I'm, I'm, someone here, with you? I'm here with my, my pen pal, <laughs> Jason McKenzie. You should explain what's happened with Jason McKenzie, James. <laughs> yes. Uh, I've had a pen pal called Jason McKenzie for some time now. And me and yeah. Jason McKenzie decided to meet up uh, the day before all this kicked off. And he was here anyway. It was a long journey home. And so he has stayed here with me. And me and Jason McKenzie, who is 58 years old, are <laughs> self-isolated <laughs> together, uh, in lockdown together. How long, um, have you been, uh, how long were your pen pals for? When did the pen pal relationship begin? It's been, been pen pals for about 20 years now. So, like, I, I, I was uh, uh, 15. When he was 38 or something. Yeah. When oh, he started. He didn't tell me that straight away. Yeah. He said he was 15. But uh, eventually it came out and he was honest with me. <laughs> But now we've met. Um, when you say when you when you say he's uh, travelled a long way, do you want to let Richard know where Jason McKenzie's from? Your pen pal, London. <laughs> Jason McKenzie is from the other side of London to me. I'm in South London. Jason McKenzie yeah. lives in North London, and I wanted to get a pen pal. No, that's a long way. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, I didn't always live in London, um, but now I do. And my, you know, my view of it has been that me and Jason McKenzie just have all of London covered between us, and uh, we can 
send each yeah. other letters and let each other know what's going on in the north, what's going on in the south. Uh, paid a little visit, and now here we are. Good. Well, I'm glad there's someone there for you, James. I was worried about you on your own. Yes. No, don't worry. It's all good. Me, me and Jason McKenzie are together. And are you, are you Ed, Ed, are you uh, cohabiting? Yes, I'm co. I'm cohabiting with uh, with my fiance. Our, our wedding got postponed, Richard. Ah, oh, that's terrible. Yes, Ed got it's cold feet. Ed got cold feet and cancelled. <laughs> the virus has really helped me out here. It was a narrow <laughs> escape. But we have rescheduled it, so I've got time to build the relationship. Good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's nothing like being trapped in a in a flat with someone to make you find out if you really love them. That's sort of what marriage is about. You should really get trapped in the flat before you get married. So you've, you're doing it the right way around because you'll yeah. discover if you've made a terrible, terrible mistake or not. Congratulations, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Always nice when my pals are on board. And now we arrive at the dessert. My favourite course, however... I'm a little bit scared going into this. I mean, the drink has made me a bit more optimistic. Oh, that's something we can all get on board okay. with. We'd all love that. But so far, it has been a bit of a weird menu of stuff that doesn't exist. <laughs> How dare you? It, it all exists. Everything exists that I've just exists in the past. It's all in the past, as is this final one is in the past. I don't want to eat anything I can eat you know, now. Yes. And this is something I would, This again, this is something from my past that I, is genuinely my favourite dessert. And you won't know what it is because it's uh, it's it's called Bella's pudding, <laughs> and it's named <laughs> it's named after my grandma's friend who's called Bella, not pudding. Bella, <laughs> she made, <this. laughs> she made she's called Bella pudding. Uh, she's she made a now I I didn't like the top part of it. The top part was like meringue that you get on lemon meringue pie. I, I wasn't that bothered about that. right, but the bottom bit. The bottom you bit. You didn't is, like is, the top part of it. What are you doing, really, Richard? I didn't really eat the top part, but the but bottom part. In every part. course so far, there's been a bit <laughs> that you don't want to eat of it. You sometimes have to put up with something you don't want to get to the thing that you really love. Not in your dream meal. <laughs> you do. Well, I could I could say don't put the meringue on top, but it was this like set caramel dessert, like I kind of not quite a mousse. I can't even describe what it is. My grandma could make it. Bella presumably could make it. I never met Bella. So my, my pudding comes in three parts, but all parts are Bella's pudding. I would like to have a Bella's pudding made by Bella, which I never got to <laughs> taste to see how my grandma did. <laughs> I would like a Bella's pudding made by my grandma, which is the most delicious pudding I've ever eaten if you if you scooped up the <laughs> And just ate the ca- like really nice set caramel... Just, I love caramel, but it was just incredible. And I like the attempt that my mum and my sister did after my grandma was no longer making it, which wasn't anywhere near as good. And I'd like to taste all three, blind tasted, and work out and be able to identify which was which. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it reminds me of my grandma, who's no longer with us. It was, a, it was, and it was a unique and amazing dessert. And I like, I like ice cream especially. I love caramel stuff. And it was this just amazing, like cooked yeah. caramel, I think. Because so, it had meringue on the top, so it must have been cooked somehow. But was it like, was it, was it like a, a creme caramel? Was it like a wobbly kind of, or was it like a toffee cinder block? Or What, what are you talking about? It was, it was somewhere, it wasn't like, I, creme caramel is one of my least favourite desserts because I don't like the texture of it. So it wasn't that, kind of, yeah. that sort of weird texture that you get with creme caramel. 
It was more like a mousse, but it was not quite. A, it was sort of set, but you know, you put a spoon in, and you wouldn't. You didn't have to dig. It would come. So it was mousse-like, but huh. set like a like a sea. It was there was there wasn't bubbles in it. I don't think. I think it was just this brown caramel. I, again, I don't really remember much about it. That's why I would like to have it again. Yeah. So two of your courses so far, you've demanded different versions of the same thing to test yeah. to see which is the best yeah. one. Look, I'm going to make the most of this opportunity. Do you not listen to the thing I said about Desert Island Discs? I have the opportunity to travel in time to get meals that I've forgotten about, to get meals that I know I will never taste again. And people on here choosing bloody pizzas and McDonald's and Nando's. No. Bella's pudding. Who else has chosen Bella's pudding? No one. It was the most delicious thing. And uh, I'm not sure my grandma cooked all that much, but that's all I remember her making us was Bella's pudding after Bella's pudding. And we loved it. Would you, when your grandma made it, would you scrape yeah. the top off and go straight to the bottom or would you eat the top? I would, I think I'd mainly eat the bottom. I would have a little bit of the top, but you know, it's like, I like meringues, but it was, you know, it's that whippy kind of meringue rather than like the solid meringues. It wasn't like, uh, my mum's very good at meringues. She's not very good at Bella's pudding. Uh, but, uh, you know, you can't have everything. Yeah. Can't have everything in a mother and a grandmother. It's a good it's a good metaphor for life, isn't it? Some of it us is. are good at the meringue, some of us are good at the caramel bottom. <laughs> yeah. And I would usually, the bit, the bottom bit was the bit I liked, but you had to have the top bit, otherwise it's not Bella's pudding, is it? It's just some caramel. That's Richard's pudding and no one wants that. <laughs> I'd invented it. You've got, to, you've got to nod to the inventor of the pudding. If it's called Bella's pudding, you can't go, oh, sorry, Bella, I'm not eating half of that. Sure. You'd have to don't bother making it with that. But I would I'd have much preferred it if they didn't make put the thing on the top. Do you know anything else about Bella apart from her pudding? I don't know. I don't know a thing about I Googled Bella's pudding today vainly. <laughs> <laughs> Wondering if anything would come up, but it didn't. A lot of some Italian restaurants came up. Oh no, you I don't know who Bella was. She's she's presumably dead now, because my grandma was 102 when she died. Wow. And uh, had out outlived all of her friends. So I don't and a little old lady didn't come up. I'd loved it if she'd just come up and gone, Rich, just one last time. <laughs> I've made you one last Bella's pudding before I go. Don't scrape the top off, you prick. <laughs> Eat the top. Eat the horrible top. Maybe, like, <laughs> Bella was a lady who had this amazing pudding and wouldn't reveal the recipe, and then your grandmother killed her and stole the recipe off of her. <laughs> that could be. It's like in that Inside Number 9 episode of The Magicians. It's like that. Yeah. It could be that. Well, that could have happened. I hope so. My grandma was a very nice lady. Yeah. But it would be nice to think she had that sort of past. That she was. It was worth it. It was that good. And I'll never eat it again. But now I have a genie, so I can. Well, no, I'm not going to have Ben and Jerry's ice cream I can go to the fridge and get. I'm going to have a thing I can't possibly get except in a magic restaurant. Desert Island Discs. The fact you keep your ice cream in the fridge is completely believable now. <laughs> After talking to you about food for the last hour, it's very obvious that you keep your ice cream in the fridge. Thank you. <laughs> My mother has just texted me saying, I, yeah, I, bet, she I bet it was a caramel queen of puddings, is what my mum says. Because a queen of puddings is like a dish that has meringue on the top. And then it's like, it's almost like a bit of everything, queen of puddings, from what I remember. And my mum thinks it's... I'm uh, going to look it up and I'll let you know. It's a caramel. Oh, yeah. That, I've I've looked it up, Richard, and the first recipe yeah. that comes up was is Mary Berry's Queen of Puddings. Are you sure <laughs> that Bella didn't change her name for showbiz reasons? Let's have a look. I, I will tell you if it's a queen a queen of pudding. Oh, that doesn't look like it at all. No, hold on. Um, no, I mean that's got 
Mary Berry's Queen of Prunes, that's not caramel inside there. That's some kind of fruit compote thing in there. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't, mer- those are like proper meringues. This was like, like when you have a lemon meringue pie and it's just that like slightly not set meringue. The meringue was horrible. This is nothing like it. Okay. Nothing. Your mum, your mum, I don't, no offence to your mum, but she can do one. I nearly said <laughs> something ruder than that. If she thinks that the Queen of Puddings is Bella's pudding. Yes. I've looked at ca- caramel, caramel Queen Pudding and there's a lovely picture for a recipe of it there. I don't know if you can see that. Oh. Very delicious. Look at that. Have a look at caramel. The meringue caramel. is somehow green. Yeah, that looks like the baked potato you had as your side. <laughs> <laughs> caramel Queen Pudding. I, I've, got, I've got the green ones come up. Yeah, that's yeah. not it. That, that's not it. Um, just to let, sorry, my uh, my future mother-in-law has just texted me saying that, I mean, and this, these are her words, she's she's told me it's called a gypsy pudding, which I don't think is acceptable. <laughs> Josie Long mentioned that, and it's called something different now. She mentioned that pudding. Yes. Look, I think you're being very rude to Bella. No, it's nothing like that. <laughs> no, gi- yeah, that's, so Josie Long talks about the, the gypsy tart, which is from Kent. That's not, it's not, like a, that, not a gypsy tart, no. That's nothing, that where's, there's no meringue on top of that. That's a pie. There's no crust mm. in the Bella's pudding. It's like a set <laughs> bit of gelatinous, mm. caramel, sort of lovely, delicious all, and a bit of mer- horrible meringue on the top. Oh, Richard, uh, Richard, I've just got a, a None of these are close. I've just got a text, um... I've got a text from uh, Jason McKenzie's mother, and uh, they say it might be a banana split. Can you Google that? <laughs> I'll Google it. I don't think it is that. I don't think that. it is that. Might be that. I'll have a look. There was definitely no banana. No, that's not it, because that's no. a banana. That's a banana no. oh. with chocolate and cream. I think people are commenting on the YouTube live. I don't know if anyone else has a guess, and maybe our producer can let us know if there's any guesses popping up. This is it's a great one. It's pudding. End. There would no, it's never been made by anyone. If, if it was like another dessert that existed, I'd say, oh, can I have Queen of Puddings? Can I have an offensive racist named <laughs> pudding about, named after Romany people, please? Yeah. It isn't. It's Bella invented it. She went to her grave without revealing the recipe. My mum and sister had to try and recreate it after my grandma got Alzheimer's and couldn't remember how to make it. She, and they oh. died with Doris Hannon. Don't bring the mood down, Richard. <laughs> caramel Queen of Puddings um, has a set breadcrumb base in caramel sauce and meringue on no! top, as in a lemon meringue pie. No! Did you hear yeah. the bit about the bread, the set bread base? Did you hear that? Did you hear me talk about bread base when I was going but- through what was in it? No, is the car- is the caramel like treacle tart, Richard? No, it's like delicious. I can't. It was like I can't quite remember. I want to see it again so I can get it again. But it was like a set caramel <laughs> thing, not gloopy. It was it was more like a mousse. Than, right. It was, I think it was a cold dessert. I think it was a cold dessert, like, like a lemon meringue, but caramel. No, because lemon meringue has uh, lemon in it and a, yep. a biscuity base, doesn't it? it? Has a little pastry base. There was no pastry. There was no biscuits. It was just pure, lovely, some kind of caramel, moussey thing with horrible meringue on the top. Richard, we've had some suggestions through from the YouTube live. Um, yeah. Let's see if any of these are right. Um, is it a roulade? <laughs> Let me have a look. Is it a roulade? <laughs> I don't think it's a roulade. Is it a caramel meringue pie? <laughs> is it a pingu ice cream? Is, is, it a cherry pop, is it a cherry popsicle? Is it Angel Delight? It's more like Angel Delight than anything that anyone else has said. So, except it's not as bubbly as Angel Delight, and it isn't Angel Delight. Though Angel, I used to love make. I make, used to make 
like a whole uh, chocolate butterscot James delight and eat it all myself when I was 14. It was great. Did you ever do that? No. Okay. <laughs> we'll probably have some common ground there. Whole big bowl of it. <laughs> Lovely. No, it's none of those things. It's Bella's pudding, and there's it's, no one has ever. If anyone could create that and recipe now, there would be a billionaire. Okay, even though the top bit's shit. Just <laughs> <laughs> scoop the top bit off. Scoop it off. And eat the eat the bottom bit. What's your problem? Yeah. Is that too much work for you? It's a Bella's made a pudding. I'm not going to go back to Bella and go. No, sorry, Bella. The great bottom bit's great, but fuck, what have you done with the top bit? You've ruined it. <laughs> She's made a pudding. It's named after her. It's her one achievement. A middle split old lady probably died in 1975. We're still talking about her, though, aren't we? We're still we're not talking about your grandma's friend, are we, James A. Kester? <laughs> You're absolutely right. We're not talking about any of my grandmother's friends. This day, friends. we're still talking yeah. about her. Yeah. So your water, you wanted the water yeah. from Big John, Little John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pop it onto a bread. Yeah. You picked injera bread, and you'd like the whole table to be made of it. Yes, please. Not the whole table, a ta- like a tablecloth one. Starter. Yeah. Salt and vinegar kettle crisps from the 1990s and salt and vinegar kettle crisps from today, so you can eat and compare them. Yeah. That's yeah. a starter. Um, main course, four and 20 blackbirds yeah. baked in a pie. The birds survive and start yeah. singing. Side dish, jacket potato from your last year of university with <laughs> coleslaw, chilli sauce, garlic mayo and cheese from a van in Oxford. You can't remember exactly where yeah. it was from. It may or may not have had any of those ingredients in it. Your drink, uh, you would like the holiday beer, but it tastes like holiday beer when you're at home. And drink, you would like yeah. three of Bella's puddings, one made by Bella, one by your grandmother, <laughs> and one by your mum or your sister. So you can taste them and compare them yet again. And one of every suggestion that everyone's made, so I can discount them as being the real thing. Yes. So like a, about 10,000 desserts. Yeah, you'll also have a caramel queen of puddings, uh, a, a, a gypsy pudding, <laughs> uh, a roulade, a caramel meringue pie, a pingu ice cream, a cherry popsicle, an angel delight, and uh, I think it was a banana split. Yeah. I'll have all of that. A banana split's nice. Excellent. Yeah, you can have all those things. <laughs> that'll, take the taste, that'll take the taste of meringue out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> banana split. Uh, we have crashed the donations website. I don't know if it was us personally or the donations website Definitely. has just crashed. Uh, so um, if it's not working at the moment, do set an alarm for tomorrow and give a donation uh, for what you've just watched. And also keep watching stuff. Keep donating if you can. Uh, We'd love to get a bit more money in. Uh, And thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much, Richard, for coming into the Dream Restaurant. Thank you, Richard. I loved it. Thank you for having me. And thank you, everyone watching out there. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Well, there we have it. I think that went pretty well for our first ever live streamer, James. Oh, I really got the adrenaline pumping, being live, man. Ah, oh, the the rush of the crowd, the thrill of the room. Oh, oh man, live performance. Woo. It was really odd because I've never really live streamed anything like that before. And it feels very lonely when you're just sat in a room by yourself saying things, but then also very odd to think that... I think we had about 5,000 people watching the live stream as it went out. Thank you if you're one of those people. But a very weird feeling. Ah, oh, a lot of them, uh, they were out... Uh, outside my flat, I looked out the window. They were all there. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, actually that's the opposite of what we were trying to of what we were trying yeah. to do. Yeah, like stay at home, you guys, please. Because it was part of the stay at home festival. Uh, it was to yeah. raise money uh, for artists who've been hit hardest in this time. Uh, and if you want to donate, we'd love you to donate if you can. James, you know the website. Let's hear it. 
Oh, yes, I do. Cosmicshambles.com forward slash stay at home. That's the one. Uh, well done, Richard, as well, for not saying yogurt. Yeah, well done, Richard, for not saying yogurt. And uh, actually, Ed, while we're promoting websites, a friend of mine would like me to promote uh, mackenzieartsandcrafts.co.uk.org. <laughs> okay, so go and check out that. Um, what sort of things can you can you find on there, James? Oh, just some arts and crafts that um, uh, 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 a colleague of mine uh, likes to make at home and is trying to sell uh, to make a little money uh, during this time. Uh, it's a big, big crisis. A lot of people have been hit hard. Uh, before this, he wasn't into arts and crafts, but he's really found a knack for it lately. Uh, I really recommend going on and buying some trinkets. It's, it's, it's really, really great stuff, really top-quality stuff. So there you go. For all your trinkets needs, uh, you can go onto the Mackenzie Arts and Crafts website. Um, thank you very much for listening. Oh, Richard nearly said yogurt, by the way. I messaged him afterwards to tell him it was yogurt, and he said he nearly went there. So oh, wow. we, we were very, very close. Um, off Menu will be coming out as normal on Wednesdays. This is just a little bonus episode. Perhaps we might do some more bonuses uh, in the future. So get donating if it's successful enough. We, we, might, we might do some more. Yeah, why not? I, I, I tell you what, definitely not going to do anything if this one isn't successful. I'm not following up a flop. No way. Uh, but for now, uh, that was the off-menu menu of Richard Herring. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you enjoy, well, um, there's another, there's a uh, another podcast just coming out. Oh no, the podcast is out now. Yeah. If people have enjoyed Off Menu, will they enjoy Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains? I don't, I don't know. There's, well, there's a bit of crossover. We talk about um, maybe, you know, a couple of food uh, issues. We talk about cutlery, and that's near food. We reckon it's out now. Not soon, it's now. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. If you like James and if you love Ed, you might get a kick out of this. But yeah, again, no pressure. But um, yeah, we, th- this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brands. <laughs>